Devin George with a long pass up to Kobe. Kobe making a move on baseline and on chop and a lay-in. His first throw touchdown. This week we are brought to you by Venmo. Um, Venmo, ruining dating, ruining hangouts with your friends, ruining uh, being a server for uh, since 2001, apparently. Uh, that's their slogan. Uh, if you go out with your friends and no one is able to... Hmm, I don't know. No one's able to just realize, hey, I got this time. You got next time. That seems to be a lost, forgotten concept of the patriarchy or something. Um, uh, my my co-host here, uh, Filthy Armenian, has a, has lamented on such uh, recently. So uh, it's very odd that we got the sponsorship offer, but uh, very grateful once again. It sounds like they're trying to suck up to me, quite honestly. And you know what? I'm here for it. Um, my strategy with tweeting is to simply lure potential sponsors uh, into into bribing me to change my tune. So like yeah, I had a tweet. almost a submissive type of sponsor relationship that we would have. You know, yeah, I'm a dom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a dom sub relationship between I'm the dom and every single uh, neoliberal establishment out there is the sub. And uh, you know, we hope you're the sub too on our Patreon. Um, oh I mean, yeah, if you're listening to this, you are. But uh, uh, so um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's just the way life goes. I mean, you have to kind of uh, you have to kind of uh, f- force people into submission um, or be the sub yourself. And you know, sometimes we switch. switch. Um, Venmo, yeah, there's a there's this, especially in the holidays. I think this is co- this is going to come up because you're out there in vacationing with friends yeah. and family and so on, and questions of the bills come up. And you know, there's the there is the uh, refinement culture as. Our friend, we who, who doesn't know that we exist, Paul Scalas, the Lindy Man, calls it <laughs> refinement culture, with which would which would uh, you know which probably uh, refinement culture would suggest that you divide every check up precisely to the seventieth decimal point mm-hmm. between everyone. Never, there will never be an imbalance between any of you forever. But there's also have a pair of balls culture where somebody just picks up the check and then somebody else picks it up the other time. Somebody else Mm -hmm. picks up the other time and who gives a fuck how it balances out. We here are advocates of have a balls culture. (laughs) hundred percent. And and I'm, it it trips me out because, and you know, uh, there, there could be a, a million reasons for this. I've never really had a lot of money in my life. I didn't grow up with a lot of money. My parents worked like very kind of just average and, uh, jobs and like didn't have a lot, but like my parents, 
and 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 even me like i don't i never was like oh this guy owes me money this guy owes me that unless i specifically loaned it most of the time when i loan money or if i'm at a place i consider myself that i'm paying unless somebody else is like grabs it and is like i'm paying you know and i don't fight i don't do the weird performative fighting by the way either because i think that's yeah. lame too no no i'll do it i'll do it no i'll do it. i insist and then you're trying to get the circuit server to like sneakily hand you the check like i don't do that either like there needs to be like a wide receiver quarterback type of um, unspoken communication. Uh, yeah, thing there where does. Like, it, it, it can get mm. really performative and bad. I mean, Armenians have this issue too. They they, Do they? like it can become too. It can become. Too, I mean, Armenians will all fight for the check. Um, wow. and so that's a that's like it. The good part is they they all they'll all fight for the check. Um, but. The bad part is they'll all fight for the check and they become yeah. it can become comical at some point. Um it's best if there's a it's best if there's a, you know, overall there's a balance where uh certain things are like, okay, you are conceded pretty soon. Of course, the American version is that the version you're the the, the fight for the check thing is almost non existent among millennials anymore. Absolutely. It's all, it's all just like divide division div, div, dividing it up. So that's a good problem to have. But yeah, it's not about how much money you have. I, that's another thing I've noticed. I mean, mm -hmm. um, it really isn't about how much money you have. No, um, it's it's really not. I mean, I like the, I grew up in environments where people with. I mean, I've been to places. I've been to third world. I've been I've been to Armenia for for example, where that's it's a thing there. People have no money, and they're still they still they're still like like people with no money have have like fought and struggled to pick up checks when I'm the guest. Okay. And I have compared to them, like they, they're compared to their salary of $500 a month, you know, right. as a teacher or whatever, like, you know, I mean, it's just it's insane, but they, it's just, it's just how they're bred. Um, and so it really has nothing to do with how much money you have. That's the part that I think people don't hear aren't really trained. Like they think that these calculations matter in the long run, yeah. but they really don't. Um, I mean, unless you're picking up like, you know, $25,000 tabs for yeah. <laughs> like, you know, the entire Miami heat or whatever, but like on a basic level, they, they don't actually, it doesn't actually add up, uh, somehow. I don't know how, I don't know how numbers work, but no, no. I, and I'm just like, I'm kind of like, if I'm out, I'm, I expect to be paying. I just, I, I have the mindset of I'm going to be paying when I go out. That's just my, that's just my mindset. Right. If I'm, if I'm, uh, there's actually a funny, funny setting in uh Sopran and this is a different relationship because it's like an older generation to a, who, a guy who had money, uh, to a younger generation guy, but there was this, uh, scene in Sopranos. And I, I don't, you haven't seen Sopranos, right? No, no, I haven't. I've, okay, this doesn't. This is just a, such a small. Ooh. It's not. It doesn't. It doesn't spoil yeah. the series. I won't white lotus you, but the uh, <laughs> the the um, uh, the the guy uh, Tony's daughter is uh, dating this guy who's just he's an Italian guy, but he's not part of the part of the uh, organized crime uh, uh, part of the family. He's kind of a straight edge kind of medical student and stuff. So Tony takes them out to dinner to the restaurant that they always go to. And the kid, the, the, the boyfriend tries to pull a fast one while Tony's in the bathroom and pick up the check while he's in mm. the bathroom. Tony doesn't like it. He freaks out, like freaks out. Like he's like, when you look, we go out, you eat, I pay. You understand that? And so he then takes out the money. He put stuffs the money in his pocket. He goes, you paid whatever. Here's the money. Here's more money. And it's like, then you get in that element 
But with my generation, you know, that tends to be like a kind of like, look, I'm in charge here. I'm paying kind of situation. But millennials, yeah. I, feel, I feel like with millennials, the fact that have most of us, most of my generation doesn't even have their own place, especially in you when you live in a major metropolitan city, you don't even have your own place. So you're constantly used to sending people money for every single thing like rent, water, yeah. garbage, all that kind of thing. I think now that that just trickles into every aspect of your life um, and, and you don't carry cash either. A lot of people don't carry cash. So it's like everything's yeah. on a card, everything's on an app. So it's the temptation to slice everything into individual things. Like, did you have this drink? I only had one drink. You had two. That kind of thing. Ugh, gosh, kills me. Yeah, it's it's um, it's definitely you know as as that scene indicates. That's that's that scene is like very what I was describing with the Armenian situation. It's a very uh, um, there's a sense of uh of of ownership and of power mm -hmm. and yep, of sure. hospitality that kind of plays into uh who's paying and most people i mean the old school old world method is that you you should desire to be the one who pays just because that means you're like that brings you peace of mind like mm -hmm. that brings you, it's not just that you're like, it's not, it, it's not that you're fucking, ah, I paid for these guys. I'm bigger than they are. It's just that, oh, it's just that like, this makes you feel good. It makes yeah. you feel like the papa of the table. Um, and, and it's kind of, yeah, it's sad that that impulse is, doesn't seem to exist among millennials and younger. I don't know if it has exists among Gen X. I mean, I can't really, probably not, but like, especially among millennials. Cause I, I saw it growing up. Like I saw the, I saw what we saw. Like we saw people, I saw people I'll never forget in college. Cause I mean, again, it's also like, I see it. I, it's also like the Armenian thing in the Armenian world. It's still there. Uh, like Armenian millennials. Mm -hmm. And so you had this contrast between Armenian millennials and then, and like just, you know, white, white boys and co white college boys. And they're, they're fucking divvying up seven dollars and 37 cents oh, and it's like and and it was like what <laughs> it's just so gay it's gay how about it's just gay how about don't do the thing that's gay which is to actually calculate and then send somebody a seven dollar point three 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 seven uh number that they owe you for the fucking dominoes yeah uh, 100 percent so, what are you going to college for if you're learning to split a fucking pizza with 17 other people? It sounds yeah, like you've already you've already capped off your life at that point. You're like, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life is just itemizing uh, dominoes. And then also you what you can do is, you know, when I when I know I'm with that type of people, what I do is I'm like, let's not go to any restaurant. I'll bring things over to your house. How about that? I'll yeah, bring yeah, things yeah. over. Therefore, we don't have because I ha I hate even having the conversation. That's what's scary about it to me. It's, it's it's I'm a very forward person, but like I hate the like weird money conversation where the person like thinks it's going to be an issue and brings it up to you. I'm like, oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. So let's not, you know, I, I'll be, I'll bring a pizza over. I'll bring some beers. I'll bring you know a bottle or something like that. Like th then everybody brings something. We don't worry about it. Everybody, it's all fair game, you know. So it's you know that's yeah, that's my thing. That's people uh, that's are what we really bad. Yeah, people are really bad at psychoeconomics, which is, mm -hmm. is just calculating the psychological cost of economic costs and uh, like of every well of everything, but especially yeah. but especially in this case, it's like wait, is it is sweating the details over three dollars or thirty dollars or one hundred and thirty dollars worth 
is it worth the sweat? Is it worth all the anxiety that you're bringing to this event that's supposed to be fun? I mean, if you're talking about a party, if we're talking about having a good time, is it worth, and this is something I suffer from too, um, and it's actually something that's relevant to gambling. So it's good that we brought it up on, as a as a as a total bit because <laughs> because there's literally a very strong correlation yeah. between this calculation and how you should approach betting on games. Um, okay, and before that, before that, we have one current event that I have to get. But I don't want to spend too much time on this. The um, Jet, uh, Jets head coach, or I'm sorry, Jets wide receiver coach, uh, Miles Austin. You guys might remember Miles Austin. NFL fans might remember him. Dallas Cowboys, really cool story. Uh, undrafted free agent, had a really nice long career. I think one year he actually led the NFL in receiving yards. Uh, was a favorite option of Tony Romo uh, as a as a as a receiver. A really nice career. I didn't even know he was coaching the Jets wide receivers until this story that just came out just after the Jets Thursday night loss to the Jaguars. Uh, Jets assistant Miles Austin suspended for gambling. He's going to appeal the suspension, but uh, it's kind of weird. You think like, okay, right after a game happens, you're thinking, okay, did he bet on the outcome of the game? Did he realize that he had a horrible quarterback in Zach Wilson and did he fade him, Uh, which would have been a power move in my opinion, but uh, no, he clearly used some kind of app to bet and uh, he was betting on sports that were not the sport that he was coaching. Uh, Now people will go, that's a dumb rule. This is stupid. Like, that's so dumb. I, I agree with that. I do agree that that is kind of a dumb rule. However, it's the rule. And there's always been an issue with these kind of things where it's like back when players used to get drug tested for marijuana. It's like, why? Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, but there's something to be said that when you know you're going to get tested and you fail. That's that's right. a whole it's a discipline e- issue. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a there's an issue. I mean, everybody remembers the classic Stephen A. Smith, uh, Josh Gordon thing. Lay off the weed, man. Like that's that yeah. that during that time there there is if you know and you should know when you sign a contract to coach a team, you should know the things you cannot do. Um, the rules clearly states this is in the NFL's gambling policy. All NFL personnel other than players are further. Pre- all NFL personnel other than players are further prohibited from placing, soliciting, or facilitating bets on any other professional uh, sporting event, essentially, or Olympic sports competition, tournament, or event, which is weird because it said uh, everybody other than players. That's kind of the weird part I have of the rule. Like The players can still do it. Uh, yeah. but Calvin Ridley last year for the for the Falcons actually got caught using and these fucking guys are so stupid. These fucking Zoomer NFL players. Oh my god, they're using apps. They're using apps. Yeah, yeah. you dumb oh, you bitch. It's called a wad of cash, and it's called betting with your Charles Oakley, who's like the great biggest gambler on the planet. Uh, it's called betting him. with a fucking. It's called betting char- with Charles Oakley. Uh, calling him up. He's your bookie or whatever. Just betting against him. Um, saving the vig as we've, as I've yes. promoted on this podcast, we can, we, I, I welcome people into our group chats to create a, um, eh, it just, let's call it a friend circle where mm-hmm. we can get bet, bet against each other and save the vig, save the, the money that the, that the, uh, that the, uh, sports book keep, keeps for itself. In which case you can't, you can bet forever theoretically without, uh, without being expected to lose, um, expected to just break even. Um, so it's really stupid. It's, it's, it is stupid that they're using apps. It's just dumb. It's, it's like, you know, have a little sense. Um, I don't understand. I guess the reason, I guess the reason for the rule 
if if I'm trying to like, I guess it's probably, I mean, there's a lot of space, I guess, in the sports world for like insider trading, you know, sure. like, absolutely. so I can see the reason for that, especially my co- like coaches, no coaches. I'm sure there's a lot of p- cross pollination and oh, I, yeah. I, I, I can see why they don't want to encourage conversations that would enable, you know, gambling um, among coaches. I get that. I kind of get that. I don't see why players are. I don't see why would wouldn't apply to players. It's the same thing. I mean, players are players. Yeah. That's the weirdest yeah, part. Like it, players are probably. I mean, players can specifically affect the outcome of another sport by fucking LeBron James's mom, for example, or whatever. Like it, they yeah. they have access to that pussy that will affect the outcome of a game. So I don't understand why it would only apply to assistant coaches or whatever. Um, but it is a weird thing. It's a it's, it is a strange thing, and also there's nothing you can do about it if you're fucking betting cash in a in an airplane while you're playing gin rummy and smoking cigars with Charles Oakley. So that's just yeah, I don't know. But that's the, you know, that goes back to the fucking. I, I it must be the case that these things aren't happening to the degree they were in winning time, for example, when everyone was playing cards and gambling mm-hmm. in sure. in the team plane. So I, I don't know what you know. There's all kinds of fucking problems here i also think because now there is a, a thing i got i got dropped into I, and i haven't left yet it's very frustrating in the chat to not spurg out but i do love observing the way that uh, i got dropped in like a dirt bag left kind of sports chat like just added by somebody but i, I love to observe it like behind a one-way mirror like in a lab coat kind of like the way these people talk about sports and one funny thing that i saw the minute this news dropped was Wow, so the NFL can partner with DraftKings and FanDuel and blah, 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 blah for sponsorships. Uh, it, it, and the players, can, or the people, but their employees can't do that. It's like, yeah, that's not that weird of a concept. I'm sorry. Like, they partner with Bud Light, but if a player is drinking a beer on the sideline, that's going to be an issue. Like, on camera. Like, just because you have a sponsor doesn't mean that you're going to, like, do it. That's the, like, it, it doesn't mean that you're allowed to do it. In fact, I actually think that that's probably even a reason to make it harsher now is because you have to have kind of, like, a wide-spanning rule of, like, look, we're partnered with these apps. They're legal now. Therefore, there's going to be rules. When something becomes essentially legalized, there then becomes abuse laws that comes to it, right? Marijuana is illegal, was legalized in California for a while, you started seeing marijuana DUIs after that, right? It's just what happens. It's just the the the, the order of operations. Once something becomes taxed, regulated, blah, 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 you, you then have the kind of almost hedging by the law enforcement that happens there. Um, I'm not saying he should or shouldn't have been suspended. I wouldn't have put that rule in there. But like, again, it's the rule. What do you want me to do? Like, follow the rule. That tells me other things about yeah. you when you can't follow the rules or at least can't cover yeah. your own ass. At least you used an. He had to have used an app. I mean, he, yeah, he, you, the app thing is like, that's dumb, but you know, that's what's, that's not like, that's, that's another thing. It's like the legalization of gambling has, is, is resulting in everything you do being monitored now. So, um, the more legal it is, the more of these apps exist, the easier it is to, to, to track a, Oh, sorry. He was doing it at the team facility on an app oh, on top of that okay, yeah. fucking, so fi- i would fire him even if he was uh, even if it was just a couple games spent you're fired because of i just that's your thought process is why i'm firing you i'm sorry yeah ah, God. i mean if you're yeah it's a it's, yeah that's pretty much that's that's pretty much that now i would say that the segue here is between the between the uh 
picking up the tab conversation and gambling on and in general goes back to one of the early principles i think in our very first gambling episode where i said mm -hmm. that you need to calculate your uh you need to know what you're in this for um and when you're really taking gambling seriously sports gambling well, all gambling but especially sports gambling when you're really taking it seriously you're splitting the check you're splitting the check 17 different ways you yeah. are splitting the check of you know a the, this matchup down to the decimal point and you're finding it a little bit of that little bit of thing and it's like it takes work to do that shit it takes a lot of work to really split the check i listen to gambling sharps i listen to handicappers and i know the vast case uh, a spreadsheet systems that go into their uh in, that go into their calculations and it is like it, i don't even get i like i can't i can't they have power rankings they have they have literally a mm -hmm. they have a literal value num numerical value to each team Sure. And the distance between those numbers, like, I don't know how they come up with the fucking numbers. I don't know how they reached 97.1 as their power rating. It's a model, no? Like, they have a model, right? They have like a model, like, yeah. yeah. I don't know how it works. Like, I don't know yeah. I don't know how you have it so that those numbers represent the points. I guess I'm just not a good at, you know, this advanced level of math. But what it is, is if you're – those you have you rank – let's say your power ranking of the Dallas Cowboys is 97.1. And then your power ranking of the New York Giants is 90, 96.5. Right. You're saying that, or let's say 96.1, you're saying that on a neutral field, Dallas Cowboys will win by one point. Right. One right. football point. So those numbers represent the precise different different uh, difference in in like points, in NFL football scoring points between these two teams on a neutral field, which is bizarre to me that such a number you can possibly come up with such a like like uh, objective metric but apparently you can come close enough to uh, that that you will make money if you're good at it so um i cannot do that and i don't recommend that people who don't know how to do or aren't that smart and don't have as much time go down that route i i recommend just like finding more instinctive and um kind of you know a little bit just more comprehensible yeah, and more totally. enjoyable angles on things so but this is why bowl season is actually people gamblers hate bowl season um mm -hmm. real gamblers they hate college football bowl season i like it because it is that's it is it is the the time when uh, beyond all other sporting events it is all about motivation it is almost all about motivation it is almost right. the points mattered the least of any other time, of any other thing, like literally, um, as of you know, when I last heard one of the experts that uh, that at one of the group, the best gamblers in America talk about this, it's been like a year or two. But he was saying, and I'm sure that the trend has held up. He was saying that there was a trend where, like, really, the point spread for in in um, the point spread like mattered so much less in bowl games in the sense that like teams would like underdogs winning outright versus 10 point yeah. underdogs winning outright way more than you would expect, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah. that all, all these numbers were, were vastly outperformed by just the final, by the, by it's like win loss to the, to the, to the degree that, you know, the takeaway being that if you like an underdog, 
uh, consider betting the money line because money if, line, if, yeah. if it does well, if they do well, they're probably just going to win. Um, and you know, relative to what you would expect um, for their for their for the point spread. And similarly, if you like a favorite, don't be afraid of laying the lumber because they're going to probably win by fifty. If you you know, like it's like that's been the that has been the trends in bowl games because it's so much about motivation. I've made money on bowl games. It's harder now than ever because now on top of the extremely uh, unpredictable motivation problem where some of these games are just not – the teams just don't give a shit. And you go back – good examples include like go back to the – how did you know? remember when Utah beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl – in I think it was the Sugar Bowl in like Kyle Whittingham, like one of I think it was Saban's yeah. first BCS yeah, he, bowl. He hadn't rooted himself in Alabama quite yet. Like right. Well, beyond that, beyond that they, yeah, he hadn't he 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 had they was like their first big season. I think it was their first. Maybe it was like, mm-hmm. I don't I mean don't don't hold me to that, but it was right. like Kyle Whittingham's first season at Utah after Urban Meyer left. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, what happened was basically Alabama expected to be in the national championship. They didn't get into the national championship because they lost the game. They ended up in the Sugar Bowl playing Utah, Utah, which was a Mountain West team at the time. So right. Alabama did not show up to play, and Utah won like forty-two to ten. Um, uh, they were huge underdogs. This has happened over and over again in big bowl. I mean, Boise State, Oklahoma. We were going to yeah. do that with with uh, Red Pill. It's another mm-hmm. example. Boise State's a huge underdog. Fiesta Bowl, Oklahoma did not get into the national championship. They got into they play. They're playing Boise State. Didn't take it seriously. They get they don't get hammered. It was a close game. It was a very good game, but you know they didn't. They weren't. They didn't play their best. Um, it it's happens. It happens. Oh, like Texas, as I was saying, Tom Herman, who I like a lot in bowl games. He was four and zero at Texas in bowl games and against the spread. He beat Georgia as a 10-point dog in the, That's in the right. Super Bowl. Um, again, Georgia expected to play in the national championship. So anytime you look at – so one of the first rules you look at is, is a team that was playing for a big-time bowl and they just missed it and they ended up somewhere else. That's a team that's typically going to be not that interested. Um, if yeah. they're used to playing on a bigger stage, they're not really going to get their dicks up about – playing yeah. some fucking mid-tier bowl against some fucking mid-tier team. Uh, 